What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab, episode 18. Let's get into it. So yes, I always joke that I record this pretty much the night before, but I also do sometimes multiple takes. And the reason I'm sharing this, once again, if you are on your podcast journey, just know that it's okay that we all make mistakes, especially when it's solo podcasts and you don't have really any idea what you're doing, which is the whole mindset of my podcast, because I say this, as a Gen Z person, I don't know what I'm doing next. And I think the answer of all of that gets really frustrating to a bunch of people my age, especially in the 18 to 25 range, like I've mentioned multiple times. The only reason I'm emphasizing this yet again is because I keep seeing things on TikTok, social media, etc., that give me my imposter syndrome feeling or my I'm not good enough feelings because that's how curation happens and people happen. And I'm around my work family, the people that I actually adore and love right now. I love a lot of people, but I've been at my work for about six or seven years, the cookie stand that I've talked about in the past. And just being back with them, you know, being able to communicate, try to figure out where my next step is when, you know, you ask them kind of some of the things like, cause you're working on the networking. And even though it's really stressful right now, everything that I hear comes back to, they kind of were in the same boat. A lot of them started when it was the great recession or a few years before and just how much they've noticed jobs changing with COVID, et cetera. And just the fact that, you know, I've noticed between Gen Z and millennials that, you know, we're trying not to be so overworked and stressed. And Gen Alpha is always listed as the honey badgers by a lot of these psychologists on social media that are actually qualified, but that's a different story. However, I just want to say this again. If you're someone who's trying to break like generational trauma, you are not alone. I've been just dealing with a lot of that lately, inadvertent triggers. And I want to emphasize yet again that your mental well being matters. And that no matter how many times people can say you only have this or this many or that many of people in your family, you are not going to get along with everyone. The fact of the matter is, and your family or friends, etc., say someone's kind of toxic for you, it only applies technically to a specific friend or significant other because they then go on to say family is forever. And I've noticed this a lot within Gen Z, especially that we are doing, again, a great job with boundaries. I think, though, the problem, at least for me, is I go in these cycles where I feel great, great, great. And then the minute I just hit a little bump, my ADHD starts soaring, my anxiety, etc. And I think that just different things trigger me. And if people are listening to this, 
again, I'm just emphasizing before I get into the whole podcast of what I wanted to talk about, it's okay to block them. And again, I've talked to plenty of people in Gen Z and millennial. I'm only adding millennial here too, because later on, I'm going to talk about Gen Z's big brother that was our favorite and also millennials favorite older brother who eventually kind of fits in though still with Gen Z because of a reboot or a sequel. So I just wanted to, you know, connect the dots a little bit and hope for the best. A lot to talk about, a lot of time to take down. Also, I recorded something on Friday, which I know nobody's going to really care about, but just because I wanted to share this, I was exhausted overtired, etc., a cranky toddler, and that's okay. You got a good night of sleep. I have a day off today. You know, you you rally. And it's okay when people like flex about how many days sometimes they work or how many things they're doing. That's good for them, but I just want to emphasize again self-care and someone like me who has a chronic illness who will actually get body to attack her if she gets too stressed. And I'm not going into pseudoscience at all. This is facts, though. I have Hashimoto's. I've stated this multiple times. But the more stress that I put on my body, the more inflammation, and then the more weight gain and more headaches, nausea, uh, bags under my eyes. I just don't look good. My skin doesn't feel good. And I'm only stating this as if you're in a similar position and feel like you're not doing enough. Remember this. Everybody's different. You are doing amazing. Society that we live in is workaholic. And I've tried to take meditation and, you know, self-work journaling, like I mentioned multiple times, but I kind of lost sight of that when you're going, going, going. So I just wanted to emphasize that one more time because I know how lonely I can feel sometimes. And considering that according to Pew Research, Gen Z is the loneliest generation because we're good at boundaries. It can be a struggle. So as we deep dive into this week's episode, I will start now with getting into the Monday mood is Janet Ortega, who is from Stuck in the Middle, the Fallout, and now she's Wednesday Adams. She's also well-known for a lot of other roles in humanitarian and advocacy, about to be 20. She's really killing it. But she lately has been speaking out about how she's going to be on Netflix's new show, Wednesday. And it's about Wednesday Adams, kind of more exploring different ways of how she grew up. Christina Ritchie is back, kind of narrating for the older Wednesday Adam, and yes, it could be considered a little Adams or Wednesday's new series. It's going to be emphasizing their Latino, Latina heritage. So the whole thing with the Adams family, as I kind of was stating, was that they are, have been confirmed to be Latino. That being said, I have seen many of other creators add to this theory, but 
as well as it could be open to a lot of interpretation. I am not at all disputing Jenna Ortega or anyone else's claims because I completely agree that Gomez Adams is Latino. He started out in the 60s as a Castilian guy from Spain, but as more time went on, Raul Julia became the Adams that we all know from the 90s, like many people have stated. However, a lot of other people have also came up with the idea he could be Italian or Sephardic Jew. And again, I have no place really talking about this because it could go into so many different layers and you do your own research, looking, etc. I personally stand by that it is a chance to acknowledge finally that they are in fact Latino. But that being said, there are a lot of Sephardic Jews in Mexico, especially if you listen to Americanish the podcast. You will know that Adela or Adela is uh, a Sephardic Syrian Jew who was born in Mexico, and you learn a lot about their backgrounds. Everyone else who gets along, Miriam is a Greek or not Greek, an Egyptian crypt, uh, Christian. So all of that is more where I would say some way to get more info and learn more. I will also say that because I've seen other creators who are Jewish talk about where they could see the Adams family being that way. I don't know the ones at the top of my head because they just came on my For You page, but I also see way more, which again, acknowledging the history and what, you know, we saw with the Adams family and family values. So I'm not going to talk too much more about this, but again, I can't wait for this to come out, and I'm super excited to just kind of see how it all plays out. I really love Jenna Ortega. I think she's a fantastic actress. So yeah, because it is so important that we have some of these conversations, but again, from people who are experts. I'm not an expert. I do not have the privilege to talk a lot about this because even though I, actually I should say I have pretty much no privilege. I did again study Latin American studies in college and I have a Spanish minor, but I don't know enough to talk about all the things that go along with this and what people's theories are. So again, just from the news articles I've read and what I've seen through the current cast on especially the Netflix series. That's what I'm going off of most, but I just meant other creators have spoken about other possibilities. So moving on from that, I want to talk a tiny bit this week about Demi Lovato again, which I know I talk a lot oddly about her aside from being, you know, for Gen Z girls, like one of the ones, one of the trio girls that was in during our childhood, aside from, you know, Miley and Selena, it just is one of those things that I understand she's, she, they are in the media a lot, 
but she wrote a new song that I think needs to be talked about a lot. I think I mentioned it a little bit last week, but the reason I'm emphasizing this again is just because I keep seeing more and more and more influencers and squads and clickbait, etc., and younger fans that really are into this shipping, etc., and don't get the whole ramifications of what grooming or what domestic abuse looks like or just toxic controlling, which goes into some of that domestic abuse relationships look like or sexual assault because, again, the internet has so much power and I don't think a lot of people realize how much we just kind of go through the motions. I think that a ton of the time we believe we're doing better than we actually are and I've noticed that with me I've been getting a lot of social media burnout I talk about this a lot but it's true I have to keep growing my numbers because that's been going well for me but as I do more with reacting to Gen Z millennial-ish stuff. And the only reason lately millennial-ish stuff is because I realized how some of that stuff happened to work for early 2000 kids who were Gen Z, but watching reruns. Case in point, who I was going to mention, Eric Matthews, a.k.a. Mr. Plays with Squirrels. Will Friedle, everyone. Phenomenal com- Comedic actor, by the way, Ron Stoppable as well. But Will Friedle's character, Eric Matthews, actually though shows up in the sequel, reboot, whatever you want to call it, for Girl Meets World, which is great. And he adds that extra layer. I wasn't as much of a fan of Girl Meets World because it hit when I was older, but I did like some of the callbacks and the references. The OG will always be the best, and I've rewatched it twice on. Disney Plus, I'm going on my third time, and again, yes, that's actually a small amount for anyone judging me, but every time I rewatch it again, I loved Eric growing up. Eric will forever be one of my favorite safety characters, but I've noticed the same thing with Spencer Shea, like I mentioned on iCarly. Spencer Shea and him, he walked... Eric Matthews walked so Spencer Shea could run, even though they have the same, I think, fan base and love for it all. They keep people engaged in the shows about their younger sibling and all the drama that we stay for on them. But we watch them because we need that high energy, that unconditional love and creativity and just this amount of comedicness that goes along with it that makes you just feel better instantly. As well as they do have their serious moments that, again, show the growth of their character, how they are as siblings, even though they're a little goofy or goofier or they have ADHD. Again, I have ADHD, probably why I love them so much. 
And the point I keep going with this is just that the similarities, the differences, but why I think it's one of those Eric Matthews probably will work for every generation because Boy Meets World can have this resurgence. And now they're rewatching it on a new podcast called Pod Meets World with Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Wilford Elk. And they had William Daniels on it. Feeney. They're having a lot of their co-stars. Ben Savage didn't want to participate full-time on it. He might guess, but it's because, well, not only that now that he's running for, like, governor, which was something Eric did in the show. That being said, he didn't want to, like, just talk about it, rewatch it, all the episodes. It wasn't really his thing to do a rewatch podcast, which it they were completely fine with. I love actually seeing, again, it kind of, it's different, way different than the whole Jeanette McCurdy, iCarly situation. That being said, though, you know, I can tell these guys are all friends, all very connected, all very loving and supporting of each other because they respect that this person doesn't want to do this. That's my takeaway from it all. And the reason that it kind of connects with the... Demi Lovato, finally 29 thing is because in a way, though, it's very different again. But, you know, they were all kind of Disney ABC kids or Nick. But they're an example of someone that's still like in a very healthy friendship relationship, all that. Will Friedle was five years older than a lot of the cast. He played the same age as kind of Eric in the rap, and it never was really anyone had any sort of feelings for each other. They did one weirder episode in the beginning where Tobanga had a crush on Eric, but Eric, like, sets her down and lets her know gently what's happening. And I know that this doesn't always hold up for the future, etc., but it's still going to be a timeless classic show. It is. And at least in the original one, they comment, as opposed to the reboot sequel, they comment how Feeney only really cares about like five or six students or focuses on the same five to ten people. And that's facts, whereas just in Girl Meets World, it's way more, I think, self-centered. Again, though, I think the show was really good if they got along better for Girl Meets World. I think they should have, they wrapped it up too fast from a lot of things I see in story writing, but I completely understand what was going on was probably too toxic of an environment at the time with a lot of just people getting frustrated and emotions, and that's not good either because... Again, you run into where people speak out now when, you know, they weren't getting along with their co-stars and how things ended weren't the best, whereas this, I think, was handled way better than some others. But again, I'm not giving, like, a gold star to anyone. Now, here's the dicey part. I'm switching gears into younger fandom where I'm speaking again on this. Because it's so important, all right? I've noticed a lot, and I've had to block a lot of influencers who I used to think were fine, 
But when they say, don't mess with my squad or I'm not like other people, I've had a lot of time to reflect on that. And I'm really trying not to judge these days. And I know I sound like an old ass human and maybe that's what I get for living at home for so long. But again, remind yourself that COVID slowed down a lot of things if you're in the similar situation as I am. Because I think we need to emphasize that yet again. But I've noticed again with all these statuses and how much and climbing up the social ladder and who's who. But I've noticed again how people are commenting to these other people who are shipping some of these influencers. And again, Olivia Rodrigo, as much as I don't want to throw out Names because, and she's not inherently, she's not an influencer. She's an actress, singer, but this is a good example. And it oddly again goes into Demi's stuff, but her ex, Max Enrich, he's 32, hitting on a 19 year old, 20 year old, you know, not, not, not good. As well as she was dating someone who was like 27. And people are gonna say whatever that, oh, this and that, but what I've noticed with the Demi trend because of Wilmer, etc., it just shows like how normalized, especially we do this with girls and guys. And again, I'm gonna mention Sam Taylor Wood and Aaron Taylor Johnson again. That is one of the creepiest things that I have ever witnessed in my life. And it's been so around there and nobody's talking about it. There are so many examples that I could give, but I don't have enough time for it. And I'm not a licensed professional to talk about this. I've had friends in these type of situations where I've had to actually cut off my friend because either their relationship is too much of a gap, the person is so abusive And I keep hearing about things, and I want to help, but I can't. And, or it's just easier to kind of just walk away. And I know people are going to kind of judge when I say this stuff, or really judge, which again, I think a lot of it goes back into the generational trauma aspect. Because as girls, we are told, or women appearing, etc. We are told we mature faster. You'll make a great mother. We have to cook. We have to clean. And I know there can be looks at different angles of this, but I have decided that, you know, girls, they say why girls go and date boys that are older is because of the maturity level. No, that is creepy as hell. And we need to change the narrative. Also, people being friends with slightly older people isn't always problematic, but the reason I am talking about this between especially some of these big-time creators that hang out with each other, they act like it's so normal, tell these stories, and then everyone else is like eating out of the palms of their hands everything, and then they're pushing and pushing and pushing for these people to be together and to do, you know, 
do all this crazy shit or they then like want to hear more stories. And I know I fed the into that stuff. I drank the Kool-Aid at one point. I'm still trying to unlearn a lot of this stuff. But my point is, especially for females, and I hate being like that because of our stupid ass societal norms. Just be careful. I talk about this too much, but it's true. Also, just remember who you trust on the internet because you can say that, like, a person you've met a lot of internet friends. I know I have. It's part of our generation. But also know that sometimes they show their true colors more and don't think that they are as bad as they seem. And when you watch some of these people, especially, like, these influencer top-notch And again, I'm watching because I don't want to overanalyze or say something that comes off as extra bitchy or wrong. And I know some of these women or men are hurting a lot. Like, again, the Zoe Laverne situation. And now she's kind of off the internet. She has her own kids. She's married, whatever. And people, though, are just kind of ignoring that stuff still. And the whole thing with Gabby Hanna... There's just a lot to unpack there that, again, I am not qualified to talk about. As sad as that is that I I want to bring awareness to this. I also, though, know that it's not my place to talk in a lot of ways about the specific situation, if that makes sense, because I do not have any of these issues And I got to watch how I say it because even with like the hypersexualization, the the bipolar disorder, it all goes into other things with added trauma that goes along with it, not just from relationships but friendships. And then how people then go into the fight or flight once they get abused and then they become more controlling and psychotic. And I say that because I personally feel that as much as that is a bad word to say, I honestly feel like when I've tried to hold on to friendships that no longer serve me, I feel psycho like I'm trying to hold on to it and trying to get people to connect with me, even though it's not healthy. And instead, like with how our society has become so inadvertently needy or whatever, or unapologetically needy which I think as human nature we need to have needs obviously but the manipulation that can sometimes go on with it or the control or the need for perfection and yet people say they go to therapy but never fix it I've seen this within my own inner circle of life again not gonna name names not gonna get into all that because Aside from watching what I say online for other reasons and for protection, I also don't want to deal with my own issues that could come along with that, where it could trigger me and make me nuts and make me get into a bad or more 
confusing, scary situation in my mind, which it's not as bad and as scary as you would think, but it's just one of those that creates more drama, as you would say, more drama that I don't want. And a lot of people talk about staying out of drama, and I think that we need to acknowledge that there's venting, there's drama, there's so many layers to it. Somebody asked me the other day if I have a problem with authority, and it really depends. And, you know, it can happen at any job, but I hate when elder people or older people go, you're just like, people are just starting drama when it's trying to be open dialogue, healthy communication that, you know, old school management styles don't really have. Old school management style is way more abusive. This is at least communicating instead of just sit there, do as I say, do or what I do, and my generation as well as millennials are scared of being yelled at because of so many generations before that haven't healed or haven't changed the game, and I just wanted to emphasize that too because that's another thing that's normalized. I know it could sound very confusing because life is that way, and if you're, you know, struggling with a lot of this stuff, I recommend you see someone. I am not a paid partnership with anyone because I don't have, obviously, enough resources or followers. But that's another piece with all this influencer culture and all these influencers getting together with their clickbait, etc. Aside from just the weird age groups that some of them have hanging out with each other. It goes back to, like, the Shane Donson era. We've talked about Colleen Bollinger here. I didn't really watch Miranda Sings, but the more that I go on snark pages and see the more things, the more I'm like, holy shit. I opened up Pandora's box similar to the guy who started the Labradoodle. And if you want to figure out that shit show, go ahead, because it's all over the internet. And I know I keep jumping around a lot, but this is the stuff that goes on inside my head constantly. And as I'm trying to unpack it, and understand more and reflect that's how we get to where we are and I just have kept seeing more and more where people are feeling the same way as me but yet their comments get disappeared even when they put it out there nicely and again there are people doing very good job of calling out certain things that don't make sense and feel weird but nobody really cares. And I just wanted to say, if you're feeling this way, just know this. One, you can take back your power. You can go to therapy. You can do what you want. You can set up boundaries. And you know what? Be a fan of the song. Because people are going to be like, I thought Demi was canceled. They are. But again, a song is super important that I think that in a way ebbs and flows of people's life. And... I know I'm very contradictory, but that's kind of how it is. I was talking to my mom about all of this, and she said life is a shade of gray instead of black and white, and that's true. And again, it throws me back into that old Grey's Anatomy episode where, you know, Derek looks at everything black and white, and Meredith looks at it as a perfect shade of gray. I go through phases and points in my life where I try to not think of everything so cut and dry. But at the end of the day, I think that it's just so important that we keep having these conversations 
keep thinking about everything that I have mentioned in this segment of Gen Z Gap because the more that we don't focus on it, then the more that it'll keep happening. Change begins more with talking through and understanding and hoping to become a better tomorrow. So that's it for this week. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. The whole unedited episode will be on Patreon. I also wanted to quickly say that some of my pronunciations were wrong last week. On the podcast, it was Bill Cott, who played Larry Tate. He is amazing. Go follow him. And Kirby Johnson and Luke Eisner <laughs> commented on my video when I tagged them in mentioning them, but they're great too. Healthy relationship. Just wanted to FYI emphasize that at the end before I leave because I think we don't follow enough good, healthy people in this world. I'm not trying to put anyone on a pedestal because I know that that can quickly 360, but yeah, if you haven't done that yet, go for it. And we will gab soon. Enjoy life. Just take time for yourself if you feel stressed out. And yeah, gab on. Mm-hmm.